Good morning, mamas. Welcome to the Pillars for Purposeful Motherhood podcast. I am your host, Brita Wallace, and you are tuning in for Monday morning message and prayer. So I am going to be completely honest with you this morning. Um, I am feeling a little cranky and... Um, and stressed and I did not want to do this this morning and I'm telling you that because that's where the message is going to go today so let me tell you why Um, and and it does coincide with what we talked about last week with you know the stories that we're telling our ourselves and showing up and and um and focusing and what we're focusing on. So it helped this is helping me um to remember, excuse me, um that I can't live in this funk that I'm in right now, right? Um and that if I didn't show up and do prayer this morning and didn't do the things that I needed to do that I planned to do then I'd be living in a different state of mind all day. So let me explain further. Um, One day over the weekend, I think it was, so Saturday in the middle of the night, Jack had gotten up 2 a.m. wide awake and didn't go back to sleep at all. So I let him have his iPad. My kids are only allowed to have iPads on weekends if they earn the time I did set a time limit on them um, because they can only have them on weekends and it's winter and they don't love to be outside um, in the cold if there's not snow, although we have uh, like a little play set, you know, with swings and stuff and a slide and there is stuff for them to do a little bit here and there. They'll go outside for a little bit and then they and then they want to come back in um, and there's tons of stuff for them to do or for them to do. They read books and play games and and do stuff. Um, do other stuff during the day as well. But the iPad is the thing that they want to do the most. So I have been a little more lenient with it since it's two days. Um, so I di- I gave it to him. He laid in bed next to me and his dad because um, I'm like, I can't stay up at 2 a.m. right now. Like, I'm exhausted. <laughs> I actually was up a little late with Chris, which is um, not like me. I think I was up until like 10 or 11 o'clock, which is is late for me these days. Uh, 10 o'clock, I'm, I'm probably awake most nights by 10 o'clock, um, but I'm in bed already. I'm already settling down. I get into bed and I read for a bit, so that's already done and I'm probably falling asleep around that time. So I was up downstairs, not up, you know, in bed, doing my like wind down routine. Um, pretty late. So I had slept for a few hours and I'm like, I just need to go to bed. Right. So I, that was fine. I was like in and out of sleep, not in a deep sleep, but I got some rest. Then he started complaining about his ear hurting a little bit Saturday. He had mentioned it once or twice, um, was doing everything normal, no fever, nothing was going on with him. Uh, Oliver did, I kept him home Friday because he was coughing and he had a runny nose and I'm like, I'm not sure what this is. And he does share classrooms with other classes 
um, and other kids in his daycare on Fridays. So I'm like, well, he has like these cold symptoms and I really didn't want him to go to daycare and then be exposed to a whole bunch of other kids that he hadn't seen um, for a bit. So, and who knows what he would have been exposed to then because daycare is like the worst for germs. Um, I don't know what it is. I mean, schools like that too, but Jack, I mean, he's, he's older. So his immune system is better. He's not getting every little thing from school that's going around. Most things he doesn't get from school. He gets them from his brother from coming home and drinking out of his cup when I ask him not to. And just being, you know, they're brothers, they're close and they insist on sleeping together and they're all up in each other's faces. So it's, somewhat inevitable that he's going to pick up what his brother has typically. So I just left Oliver home on Friday, like in the event that he is sick, um, which he probably did have a cold because there's not really any allergies going on around here this time of year. So I'm just going to leave him home. So Oliver had these, you know, still had a runny nose, cough is getting better. He's getting better. Saturday night, Jack is waking up in the middle of the night, early Sunday morning, complaining of his ear. So I'm giving him medicine, 7.30 Sunday morning comes along, and I give him, um, I use a title care machine, which is this really cool invention. The people are geniuses that connects with virtual care um, for Spectrum Health, which is going to be changing its name to Corwell pretty soon. But so this machine, it takes your, um, it listens to your lungs. It takes your temperature. (laughs) Excuse me. I'm going to sneeze in a minute. It looks in your ears. It looks in your throat. So I don't have to, you know, it's the weekend. It's Sunday. It's early. I don't have to like go sit in an urgent care or an ER with him for hours on end, depending on how busy they are, because I have this resource, which is amazing. I've used it several times and it is one of the best investments I have ever bought. Um, so, or, or made. So I, he sees, he sees it virtual care doctor and he sure enough has an ear infection and his one ear, it's not like terrible, but she calls in a script his throat's a little red because he's, um, you know, he's just got all this post-nasal drip. The boys are terrible, especially Jack, at blowing their nose. I can get Oliver to blow his nose with help. Um, but Jack, he just, it's really difficult. So, um, and I'm explaining to him, hey, like when you're sucking all this stuff in, this is why your throat is hurting and you're getting ear infect, like you're getting an ear infection because you need to get that out. So he had a runny nose like Oliver. Um, and you know, of course it could have still turned into, um, a cough and an ear infection, but there's a good chance if he was getting that stuff out, then he wouldn't have gotten an ear infection. This Oliver's cleared up rather quickly. And he actually mentioned that like, Hey, Oliver's already getting better. How come I'm not getting better? Oliver got over it so quickly. And I was like, well, I've been making sure Oliver really blows his nose and you're not blowing your nose. You keep telling me, you know, no, or you're refusing to, or you're just sucking it in when I ask him to. So 
I know that that's pretty gross, but that's what's happening. And as moms, we all have kids that do that, right? So there's that's how the weekend has been. Um, and we miss church again. We have been to church probably twice in like two and a half months now, which we were getting on a routine of getting to church most weekends. Um, a few of those weekends, we weren't sick, but we had people here for the holidays. On Christmas, church was closed because we had a blizzard here. So they actually closed church, um, which as many of you know that do go to church, that's a rare occasion. It, the weather or something needs to be really bad for them to close the church building. Um, and it was. We were in the middle of a blizzard, um, or at the tail end of it anyway, and they were... Um, yeah, they just didn't stay open. So they closed it. So, um, and then the weekend before that we had family in town. The weekend after that we had family in town visiting. Um, last weekend we probably could have made it, but nobody set an alarm because now we're out of that routine. And then this weekend, of course, we're like, we need to get to church. And then this happens. So you get to a place of... I don't know. That wasn't really like defeating for me. It's just like, okay, here we go again. You know, like, um, I get out of my routine and it's, it's difficult for me, which maybe we'll talk about that next weekend or next Monday, um, with like really having our routine interrupted as moms and how we're affected by that. Because I know that what I experienced during that, I'm not the only mom who, goes through those things and feels the emotions there. So I think maybe we'll talk about that next week unless something else comes up that God puts on my heart. But last night, so that wasn't like so defeating for me. I I was slightly irritated that Oliver was sick again. It's frustrating as a parent, as a mother, when your kid's go to daycare and they're constantly coming home sick. And it's not just my kid, every mom. And I have to remind myself of that too, like a lot too. Okay. This isn't my kid. It's every kid. Half the time when they, he picks up something from daycare and it's bad, like the flu, it's taken out the whole, it's taken out the whole class. Right. So it's like, it's just frustrating that this is where I know this is where it's coming from. I trust our daycare. It's not like they don't clean. It's just at this age, kids are building immune systems and they're not fighting things as well um, as they could as if they're older and having a degree in early childhood education it's actually normal for kids to get sick quite frequently actually it's normal for them to have like 10 colds a year Um, and for us it's always in this very short congested period of time. So it just seems like a lot and very overwhelming. I'm sure that there are other mamas out there who go through the same exact thing. And sometimes we're just like, hey, we don't want to do winter anymore. Or we want to do a shorter winter (laughs) because we feel like we'll deal with this less because our kids are only sick in the winter. And We don't love the cold and dealing with snow anyway. So if we only had to deal with it a little bit, we would feel better. We feel that way every winter. So, um, but we'll be where God wants us to be for as long as that is. So anyway, 
last night I the kids go to bed I'm not feeling the greatest I'm like hopefully um hopefully I'm not getting what the kids have you know um and I mean if it is it's a little cold and and it'll be fine but um I went to bed shortly after they did Jack gets up in the middle of the night he needs a drink he gets up several times from coughing he needs a drink um so I get him a drink then he asks me for medicine so he comes downstairs with me to get some medicine takes his rescue inhaler um is really just whiny and upset he is like the sick person that like a typical (laughs) and I'm not trying to be stereotypical here but you know um and I think a lot of moms can relate where you say like husbands are like the worst men are the worst sick people like he is the definition of that like he just it's like the end of the world he's dying when is this gonna end and he's five so I understand that he like just gets really really frustrated just does not handle being sick well even with you know a cold he's just because he always gets a bad cough with a cold he has asthma um it's actually called at his age because he hasn't had an asthma test they actually don't test for that until you're eight because the kids don't have the ability to sit through uh that test younger but it's called mild restrictive airway disease right now so that's what he has but he is up um and wide awake now so I'm like man it's freezing in here and I had gotten up and I had gone to the bathroom and gotten him a drink before he got out of bed and then he was asking me for medicine and and needing to take his inhaler um so I'm like Jack come downstairs because there was a lot involved with the medication so I needed him to come downstairs I wasn't bringing all of that stuff upstairs um so he came downstairs with me and I mean if he was like super sick with a fever and like really couldn't get out of bed or something then I would have brought it up and back down but I'm like it's just easier to have him come down and do this down here this is where we keep his inhaler and so we came downstairs and and when I was in the bathroom before that I was like man it's cold in this house and then I came downstairs and I'm like, man, it, Jack, are you cold? And he's like, it's freezing in here. So I look at the furnace, um, the thermostat, and it's set for 67, which we turn it down at night because we're just hot um, at night when we sleep. And the temp is showing that it's at 63. So I'm like, oh, goodness, like this is not good. So I go upstairs. I have to wake up my husband. He comes down. Um and starts, you know, checking things out. Jack, in the meantime, wakes his brother up, and now the two of them are wide awake, okay? So this is like 3.30 in the morning, this morning. So the kids never went back to sleep. I sent Jack to school. (laughs) I'm probably being very, very judged right now. He's on his second day of antibiotic. He has not had a fever he's you know he's coughing he's gonna be coughing the way he is for a few weeks because this is what happens when he gets a cold or anything he coughs for an extended period of time because of his 
restrictive airway disease. So that's, I'm not worried about that. His ear is feeling better. This kid is just, this is the second day he's done this. He was up all day on Saturday, totally fine. Couldn't get him to nap, was up, even wanted to stay up because he was then way overtired, like past his bedtime. And on the weekends we do, if he's behaving really well, we do let him stay up. We say like, hey, you've been doing excellent today. Thank you for excellent behavior. And you can stay up a little later tonight um, because you've just been doing so well. And you can stay up and watch. He likes to watch Superbook. Um, You can watch an episode of Superbook or whatever. But we weren't letting him stay up. He was up for like a very long time. Um, It was like 17 hours straight or something. We were like, no, you need to go to bed. So... Our furnace is broken. (laughs) My kids are up all night long. Um, There's just, it's just, you know, our dishwasher has broken. Our dryer's about to blow a belt. The furnace is now broken. We don't have money to put a whole bunch of money into this house. So, you know, not only is it winter and the furnace is broken, but... You know, we just don't have the money to keep fixing all of these things. And that's, you know, that's what it is when you have a house, right? It's just like, when it rains, it pours, it feels like. And I'm not that person that wants to think that way. Um, And I don't live there. And this is the point that I'm trying to get to today. Is that it's all of these things. And I explain them to you because I think that, number one, I always explain things in very detailed, but I think that it's, there's so many people that are listening that can relate to this, right? That can relate to like a similar thing. I'm sure not exactly verbatim the things that I had just explained. And maybe it's like, it's not that bad. It doesn't seem that bad, right? It's just, um, It's just frustrating. It's frustrating. And then, you know, you're not getting into your community routine. Routines are being interrupted consistently. This is the first day of my new semester at school also. So I'm thinking I'm going to have two kids home with me, but they're totally fine. Oliver is not sick. He's better. I, you know, tried to get the kids to lay back down and go back to sleep. And they were just wired and they would not go back to sleep. Um... And Chris ended up letting them get up and play. And I said, well, if so that was another thing I was frustrated about. If you're going to let them play and get up, then you can handle this because this was not what I asked them to do. Um, And I was frustrated by that. So I'm like, well, then you can stay up and deal with them. Like, I'm not. I'm going back to bed. I'm tired. I'm pregnant. I don't feel good. And I was cranky about it. Um, And I do get cranky when we're not on the same page about things. And I I do feel like that's been going on lately just because of things that have been going on. Uh, It's just like a weird time for us in the winter as a family. So when I don't feel like, you know, we're on the same page and he's like siding with the kids, I'm upset and frustrated because that's a big deal in a family. Um, and I've talked about that before, like you and me, there's an episode that you can listen to you and me against the kids. And it's something that I've had to consistently go over with Chris, um, time and time again. And I'm not bashing my husband. My husband is amazing. He's, um, very, very hands-on. He's a great dad. It's just that 
we get back here sometimes and it's frustrating. And I'm being honest um, because I know that there are so many homes that deal with that in their home as well, where, you know, mom says one thing, dad says the other. It doesn't matter who's right and wrong or wrong or whatever it is. We don't need to go into all of that. But what I'm saying is that that needs to not be the way it is. You and dad need to be united. Um, and the kids need to know that you're united. The kids know when you're not. So it just creates, it's frustrating. And then it creates more chaos or it creates chaos and it creates more frustration and aggravation in your home. So that's just another thing, right? So I'm just like, this morning I wake up and then because he has to go get a part to fix the furnace, he was going to leave Oliver here with me. And I'm like, hey, like I do prayer. He's going into town. He can drop him off at daycare um, because it's like five minutes away from there and then come home and fix the part. I'm like, I do prayer on Mondays. So when is Oliver going to daycare? And um, he had said after. So it's just like, one thing after another that is just bothering me and I'm getting frustrated by because just all of these things, right? And they might sound silly and some of them do and I realize that, but it's like one thing after another and all of these things piling up. Some of them are more serious than others. And I am just like, I don't want to do prayer. I don't want to do my devotional. I don't want to do my books today. I do... um a mental health book every day where it's like 52 like weeks of mental health they ask you a question a day each week and um, it focuses on a different theme and topic um, so one week might be like patience um, and you know so on and so forth and then I do a gratitude journal those journals take me less than five minutes to do and they help get my mind in a really good place. Like even if I'm having a morning like today and then, or like just feeling like I am today because of just the last few days, um, and how life has been going the past few days. And then, you know, I spend time with God. I do a devotional with my sister, uh, online, my sisters where, you know, we just, it's something that we listen to. We really like this one pastor, um, from, through through the word ministries, uh, Chris Ingram, and he does these great Bible studies um, through the U Version app. He, you can actually go to th- uh, through the word, and you can get his Bible studies through there. And there's a lot more of them than just on U Version. But he um, posts a lot of them on U Version, and that's where we do it, so that we can do it together and. There's a spot for us to like talk together and communicate. Sorry, I'm getting my dogs inside. <laughs> so, and then I do, now I just started a new Bible study um, at our church. So I, you know, have that to do as well. And I'm just, am looking at everything, the prayer book, thinking about doing prayer, thinking about my journals thinking about the things that I should be doing for my mental health and to get me out of a funk and I don't want to do them. And this is where I get 
Um, this is the place that I get to when I'm feeling really overwhelmed, when things are piling on. I then don't want to take care of myself. Um, it's not that I don't want to, but I feel defeated. I can temporarily go into like this depressive state if I'm not careful and feel sorry for myself for a time, right? I don't live there, um, but I'll go there like, oh my goodness, I'm just so frustrated. I have to vent it out. Like I wrote my um, sisters and my mom in our group chat this morning, a text of like, now this is happening and our furnace is broken and the kids have been up all night and just vented out. And as I was writing that and I sent it, I'm like, this is what you're going to talk about today because this isn't where you're going to stay, not even for a day, not even for an hour. You're going to show up and you're going to do prayer and then you're going to do your journals and you're going to do the things that you need to do and you're going to get up. I have this um, thing that I do where I you know, will do my journals and stuff and that will probably take me a time and then... Um, half hour to an hour, but I've been getting up every half an hour while I'm not in school. It'll probably be extended a bit while I'm in school um, because getting up every half an hour when you're trying to write a research paper really isn't that productive, but like giving myself an hour and then getting up, taking a break. I do something active. Um, so maybe I am doing the dishes and making sure that I'm like cleaning, I'll clean the kitchen for like a half an hour or, you know, 20 minutes or whatever. And I'm making sure that I'm just doing something around the house. So I'm getting some cleaning done a little bit here and there, um, or putting laundry away or doing something where I'm not sitting because I can get like engrossed into my work sometimes. And then I'm sitting too much. So I don't like to do that. I don't want to do that. Um, so I've been very intentional with getting my journals done, you know, getting up. If it's nice out, I want to get outside. I want some sh- sunshine. I want to walk. Doing these things that are going to help me remain healthy through the winter because that's a challenge for a lot of us, not just me, um, especially For those that don't have a lot of sunshine, we do still get a decent amount of sunshine where we are. And actually in the next town over where my kids go to school, um, they say, hey, like we don't get sunshine. We hardly see sunshine. And I'm like, I get sunshine at my house. And I even asked my friend last week, hey, like, do you get sunshine at your house? Because she lives relatively close to me in the same town. Um, And she said, you know, I see it a little bit in the afternoon sometimes, but not really. So I just feel really blessed that I get sunshine here. We have these big, huge windows and it comes through the window um, and you have to like literally move your seat around the table, like find the chair at the dining room table where you can sit, where the sun is not blinding you. And then as the day goes on, it moves to the living room and you have to like rotate where you're sitting Otherwise, you can't see anything because the sun is so bright and fierce. Every day is not like that, of course, but a lot of days are. So I'm grateful because in New York, we did not get that. We did not get sunshine <laughs> like that. I mean, and most other places of Michigan don't get sunshine like that. But I think it's because we're so close to the lake. We do get that sunshine here. 
And that's nice. It's such a blessing and it's something good that I can focus on. Um, so I try to be intentional about those things and I will get to a spot in my life of extreme frustration, extreme irritation, extreme like overwhelm where I will just say, you know what, I'm not doing anything today. I just, I kind of give up for a day or for a few days and I get grumpy and cranky and I get very, very tired and exhausted. And it's because mental exhaustion, emotional exhaustion really, really affects me. And it's like the worst type of exhaustion for me. I can do a lot of physical things, um, even being pregnant and be exhausted, sure. But that kind of exhaustion feels good to me. It feels like This is accomplished exhaustion, if that makes sense. Being exhausted because my mental uh, my mental health is just like being um, tested, like, and I'm dealing with so much stress. It just is exhausting to me, and I will end up living there for a few days sometimes if I'm not intentional. And that's why I wanted to talk to you about this today because I know that I'm not the only mom or person that goes through this, right? I'm not the only mom or person that experiences things like this. Um, And this is life, right? And I can sit here and allow these things to defeat me and to go into this temporary state of like just depression, which I do think it's like a temporary state. It's not like me um, living in the, I'm not depressed. I don't believe I'm depressed. It's not me like living in this depression, but I. that's what it's similar to for me, like the things that I I like stop doing the things that I like to do. I'll like binge watch Netflix. Um, I will do school if I'm in school because I have to, and I have deadlines, but it's hard for me. I have to push myself through those things where if I pushed myself through that stuff that I do to keep my mind healthy, to keep me on track and to keep me spiritually healthy in the morning first thing, then it would probably be easier for me throughout the rest of the day. Um, And the thing that I want to say today is that sometimes we do need to give ourselves that push, that push to not live there. Yeah, of course we can feel the frustration. Of course we can feel like the overwhelm. It's real. It's not like the circumstances and situations that are happening in my life aren't real. But how am I looking at them? Okay, well, my kids did not get super sick. Um, and they're back to school. We'll see how that goes. I might have to go get Jack, um, or Oliver because they didn't sleep well last night, but they're, they're going, um, because they chose to stay up and would not go back to sleep. So you're going to school and we'll see how it goes. If the teachers call and say, I have to come and get them, then I will go get them. But, um, they're going. 
for now. So, um, but I have kids who are healthy, right? Like we have a home and we have a fireplace. There's a fire going right now. I don't know if you can hear it. Um, but it keeps crackling. And if that's, if you do hear it, that's the sound that you hear. So I'm not sitting here freezing cold. I have a husband who has worked maintenance for a very long time and has had to fix many, many furnaces. So there's a good chance he can fix our furnace without, you know, and maybe we have to pay, um, a pricey penny for a part, but we don't have to pay $2,000 in labor most likely. So that will be good. Um, and thinking about the blessings, like let's look at the good stuff here and reframe the story that I'm telling myself and to say, you know, without a shadow of a doubt, Brita, that if you can get through prayer, if you can do your journals, if you can do the things that you do every single day to keep you grounded and strong, then you're not going to live in this funk. Not for a day, not for an hour. Okay, maybe I was there for a half an hour this morning, drink coffee, said, no, you're doing prayer. You're not going to do this to yourself and recognize that I go through that and I go, I get into these temporary uh, states of depression and overwhelm and decide to tell myself a different story, then I don't have to live in that state because of the story that I'm telling myself in my mind. And I also, from a biblical perspective, believe that these things I can just really pray about this morning and give over to Jesus because Jesus says that we find our rest in him and he's not talking about our physical rest necessarily he's talking about our soul rest when we are going through hard and difficult times um he tells us to come to him because his um his yoke is easy and that we will find our rest in him. And I'm like trying to think of what that one verse is. And I'm just drawing a blank right now. I'm not like the best with verse memorization, um, especially when I'm pregnant. I've gotten a lot better at it, but mom brain, as you know, is a thing. So our pregnancy brain. So uh, yeah, like I'm going to do that today. I'm going to do, I showed up and I'm going to do those other things and I'm going to pray And I'm going to ask God to take over every one of these situations because I know his hand is already there. And I'm going to ask Jesus to just help me to find my rest in him, to um, just depend on him, to get me through this, not to take it away because God doesn't promise us that he's going to take away the difficult times in our lives or the circumstances or the little annoyances and irritations, frustrations that we go through daily. Um, but he does promise to help us get through them. And when I get in that temporary state of depression, I don't know about you, but for me, I like push everybody away, even God. Like I just go into like this isolation state in my mind, which is not good. That's where Satan attacks you. I truly believe in the biggest way is in our minds and through isolation. And I think that's why we have so many obstacles getting to church since we moved here. I worked in a church before we moved to Michigan. 
Um, and I literally was there all the time. Um, I was there every Thursday, every Sunday, any event that we had, I was there. Um, I was there all day Sunday, all day Thursday. Um, and I loved being there. It helped me through my week to just be in the, in God's house and to feel the his presence in his house not necessarily like I feel his presence in my house when I'm worshiping and I'm doing things and spending time with him um but it was different you know it's just being some something for me about being in God's house doing work at his house is just so fulfilling for me and it was very very fulfilling um so it helped me definitely through difficult and challenging times in my life and I had a friend, we did, oh, mom's prayer there. Um, Every week we did mom's prayer and we prayed together for an hour. That's what made me want to start doing this. But I wanted to talk to moms about things that we go through. Um, You know, and and this kind of turned into like a talk and then... (laughs) And then prayer. So I just wanted to uh, talk to moms about, you know, those things that we go through that are real, things that I'm going through that are real, that make it so, yeah, I don't want to necessarily do these things today or, or, um, you know, it's not that I don't want to turn to God. I do. It's just that my coping mechanism, my whole entire life is to shut down and to isolate and I've come, and I mean, it used to be for weeks on time, at a time. Like I would throw myself into work, you know, wherever it was I was working, work a ton. I mean, in my younger days, it was, you know, restaurants. I'd pick up extra shifts and just work a ton and ignore it. Um, and then I would, wouldn't talk to anybody. I mean, bare minimally. My mom always used to call and say, hey, and I wouldn't answer for uh, what's going on with you? Because I haven't talked to you in a few weeks. And she would know something's going on with me because I hadn't talked to her in a few weeks. And my best friend at the same, at at that time would say the same exact thing. Um, what's going on with you? I haven't talked to you in a while. Something's going on. So, um, that was how I dealt with it. And I've come a long way since then. I don't necessarily deal with it that way to that extreme, but I still deal with it that way to an extent. And I'm trying to recognize those patterns, especially uh, as I earn my degree um, in mental health, you know, in counseling and really help myself recognize those patterns that I get myself into and work on doing better through them. And how can I, you know, not be in these states of mind? Because what I really need right now is to turn to God and say, hey, this is hard and this is frustrating and this is how I'm feeling and I just need you to help me through it. I'm not asking you to take it away, but can you help me through this time because it's difficult for me. And Jesus, you say that your yoke is easy and it's light and to come to you, to cast our cares on you and that you will take care of them, that you not take them away, but that you will take care of whatever is going on inside of us. And I believe that if we do that, that he doesn't take away the circumstances, like I said, or the situations, but the refining happens within us and it opens the door for him to change our hearts. 
So instead of getting cranky every time and really going through deep overwhelm every single time, he does a little heart work and says, focus on what's good here and all of your blessings and what I actually have given you and what I have for you. Focus on how you can use these hardships in your lives to help other people through the hardships in theirs, right? And looking at things in a different light, telling ourselves a new story. So that's really what I have for you today, Mama. Again, um, it always goes longer than I anticipate, but I do give myself an hour for this. Um, Half an hour to an hour is like my goal because it's important that we talk about these real conversations and these real situations that come up. And when I do my other podcast interviews, um, there is, they're partly scripted. So let me just give you a little inside info to how the podcast episodes work. I do write up my podcasts for Tuesdays and then I use them as a guideline as I'm going um, and teaching because Um, Just like, you know, if you're teaching on stage or anything, you always have something written that you're referring to. And then Thursdays go like that too. Um, For the most part, I introduce, you know, the guest and there's, I read their bio that they want me to read. And um, then I ask them questions and our question conversation flows. That's not scripted or anything. We don't know what's going to come out of that or how that's going to go. But there's questions that I ask. So there's a flow to them. Other than the prayer book that I do on Mondays, there is no flow. I talk about what God has put on my heart to talk about and what I feel like, hey, this is real, something real going on in my life. And I know that there's some other mom, if God's putting it on my heart, that is going through something similar or um, something that they can relate to and that they, I can help them through that, right? So it's important that it's not scripted, that it's just something that we can show up and, um, and just go through and work out and talk about together. So, um, today we are going to pray about do I have to that is the title here so consider it pure joy my brothers and sisters whenever you face trials of many kinds because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete not lacking anything James 1 2 to 4 and how perfect is that today right so I've been getting grief from my child lately, Lord. Anytime I give a direction, the response I receive is, do I have to? My response with my strong-willed guy is no, or wait a minute. I prefer wait a minute than to like the defiant no. Um, There's also a lot of moaning and groaning. Definitely go through that. And we do as moms, right? So during one of these rounds, I found myself saying, you should be happy and grateful. You even have a room to clean. Then it hit me. Yep. I've been the one moaning and groaning lately to you. You invite me to allow struggle to produce perseverance, but I fight the idea and I ask, do I have to? With new eyes, I see how I'm missing the joy of allowing a trial to be transformed into the fruit of a deeper faith. Wow, God. 
Um, I should be. No, I am happy and grateful that I have a home to clean, a family to care for, and a life full, a full life to turn over to you willingly. Yes, God. And how perfect is that today? Um, after what we had just talked about, Lord, I just pray for every mom listening here that you just, uh, just help each and every one of us to allow the struggles that we go through to produce perseverance, um, without being grumbly and complaining like I was this morning. And, uh, and like, I get often when I feel very, very overwhelmed by things that seem to pile on one after another at the same exact time. I am happy and grateful that I have a home to clean, a family to care for, and a full life to turn over to you willingly, Lord. And I'm sorry, and I apologize, and I repent, and I ask every mom that is listening today to just come to you with me in repentance for just that grumbling and complaining spirit that we can have sometimes, Lord Jesus. And I just ask that you just help us through this to become more faithful to you um, and in deeper faith with you, Lord, and that you are refining and transforming us if we allow you to, that we are reminded that our struggles produce perseverance and that we don't fight, that we ask for you to help us through it, that we thank you for the trials and tribulations that we go through in our lives because we know that um, they're changing us, that you are changing us through them. If we allow you to, I also believe that that process can take a lot longer time if we fight it. And I have fought it many, many times in in my life. And and, uh, really the whole story of what um, and the message that we were talking about today was really about that, right? Is that I fight staying healthy and grounded through those times and seeking you during those times. Um, In the beginning, it takes me a few days, a while to get there. I always get to this other defeated place and of overwhelm first. And I know I'm not the only mom that goes through that, Lord. And I just pray for each and every mom listening here today that whatever they're going through in their lives, whatever it is that is weighing heavy on their hearts today with overwhelm and frustration, that you just, um, that you just remind them that our struggles, that our challenges, our trials and tribulations are meant to grow us, for us to learn to go into deeper faith with you, to persevere. It's not for us to go into a temporary state of depression. It's not for us to be defeated. Of course, we can feel that way at first, and we should write that down and say, God, this is how I'm feeling, but I know that this is what you're doing. And I thank you for that. And I just ask that you help to change my mindset, that you help to change how I'm showing up and deciding to do things, and that I do it with a grateful and loving heart, that I do it in the most productive and best way that I can, that your fruits, even through these hard times, will be evident in me 
because I know for me, during times like this, they're not. Because I'm not seeking you first, I'm going into a different place first. And I know that that's a lot of times as moms and as humans that that's what we do. Um, And we don't show up and rely on you and depend on you and say, hey, God, I know you got this and you're going to you're going to uh, you're going to work this out for good um, in some way because we love you and you that's a promise that you make to us and that doesn't mean that every situation in our life is going to be good and especially in the way that we think it is but that you're working it out for good so in this situation with trials and tribulations and in our difficulties and hardships that we face the good is that we persevere, that we go into deeper faith with you. It's not necessarily the outcome of the the circumstance or the situation, but you're working it for good inside of us. You're refining us. And of course, we have those circumstances and situations that work out for good. The outcome works for good as well. Um, But we're going to have those times where it doesn't, where we don't understand why something happened the way that it did and I just ask that you just hold each and every one of our hands through that Lord if we're having difficulties in our home with our children uh, Jack goes through a really big regression this time of year he's going to see uh, talk to a counselor next month he's got some special needs so we do struggle uh, through that and I can relate to every mom here that struggles with uh, a a challenging child who who really just has their hands full with a child who really uh, just tests them. But we should even look at that as an area of growth for us. Persevere. Figure out that child. Study that child. Help us to know exactly what that child needs because you are parenting them through us, Lord Jesus. I just ask that you just meet each mom where she is at today and as she goes through this week, that you help us to be productive, that you keep us each out of temporary states of depression and doom and gloom and and just give us grateful hearts, change our minds. And of course, Lord Jesus, I just pray for our children. I pray for obedience in them, Lord, that you... Just help them each to be obedient. That you help us to teach them proper obedience by being obedient to you. And Lord, I just pray that you just help them um, to be kind. That you help them to be respectful. That you just help them to be, uh, to love you, Lord. To have a heart to love you. That you just pull on their heartstrings um, and pull on our heartstrings as well in those areas that we need to show up and love you more and and to demonstrate that. And I pray that you help us to be patient with our kids, to be patient as we wait on you, God, to be patient with our families and and in our homes and um, that that is a fruit of the spirit. Nobody likes to pray for it because you're tested in it. But again, be grateful for the perseverance that this will give you if we allow it to. And God, I just pray that you just be with each of our children this week, that you just keep our homes healthy, that you keep our children healthy and you keep our uh, each and every one of our children safe at school, 
um, that you keep each and every one of our family members safe as we go through this week, our homes safe, that they would be a safe haven for each and every one of our family members, a place of peace and a place of rest. And Lord, I just pray that you just um, are with each and every one of our school teachers and our administrators, um, our providers for our children when they're not in our care, that you just bless them. I pray for protection over our children, over their minds, um, as we pray for our minds this week, Lord, and, and protection over our minds and where they go and the thoughts and the stories that we tell ourselves that we help our children to tell themselves good stories and, and the members of our family to change the stories that we tell ourselves. And I pray that everything um, that each and every mom is going through today, that they just sit at your feet in your throne room and they just give it over to you and they find the rest in you, Jesus. And they just um, are able to trust and grow in their faith this week um, as we do this. And I pray that each mom is up for the challenge. And I just thank you for really putting on my heart to speak about this this morning and, and, to, and to persevere through my responsibilities of showing up um, even when I didn't want to and for spending time with you and doing the things that keep me mentally healthy. Um, and I just pray that each mom finds those things that she can do that helps keep her there as well and, and to just fill those buckets as she goes through this week. And Lord Jesus, I just thank you for every mom listening. And I just thank you for the opportunity to just share um, with them and pray with them and for them, Lord. And I just thank you for all that you do in our lives and for being who you are, a wonderful, good, good father. And I just pray all of these things. In your name, Jesus. Amen.